Oh my god, is that Kevin Bishop and Matt Knight? Chick and... May. Shut up and sit down. And now, coming to you from the classiest radio station on the air, this is... Checkmate. What is up, kings and queens? It's your boy, Matt Knight, back at you with another episode. And who do I have in the studio with me today? None other than Mr. Kevin Bishop. Good to have you back, sir. Welcome to be back. So uh, you've been on the road doing a little bit of work, busy with some stuff. Uh, Give me an update on life. I feel like I haven't talked to you in, in a little bit. I got to go all the way down to the great state of Georgia. 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 Uh, it was a great time. It was uh, stationed in Savannah. Actually, was it Port Wentworth? Uh, that's, uh, that's nothing trucker town suburb of Savannah. Is, is that where Colonel Angus is from? <laughs> I don't know. Is that where I learned Colonel I, Angus? I think, I think Colonel Angus is from Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> well, it might have been. All I know is he was mighty good with the tongue. I so know old. it's not Greenbow, Alabama. <laughs> Greenbow, Alabama. No, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was hot. I gotta say the humidity was different down there because down on the what they call the low country, uh, that that's no joke. You're at sea level the whole time. They do some like boiling of water and and other stuff down there, right? Uh, they call I, it a low country boil, I believe. Yeah, but I didn't. You know, I just thought that meant how you cook your shellfish and all. No, no, this was just. You, at the moment you step outside, you're sweating instantly. So it was a, it was a fun trip, but uh, definitely a hot one. And the heat drags it out of you. I was dead tired for three days afterwards. I, I wish uh, didn't have to worry about music licensing. I would I would insert that that Rob Thomas man. It's a hot one. <laughs> I you know it's kind of funny. I always got a doppelganger. People said Rob Thomas uh, during one of the haircut phases, which we lined up. They meant Rob Zombie. (laughs) (laughs) I don't look that homeless most of the time. Uh, But yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, I'm glad to actually kind of get this ball rolling again. I missed it for sure, as you you well know. But to all the many, many listener out there. All 11 of you. Um, I don't know how (laughs) across all our episodes we have something like 456 listens or something like that at this point. Uh, So for for you advertisers out there who are looking for something juicy to see, your teeth into uh we're it but uh, no it's good to have you back I've, I've done my best to try to keep some some content going um some episodes uploaded um wild bill was gracious enough to make the trip back up from album album um and he started his own podcast i heard um the last How's it going? Yeah, it's great the last nice. stand it's very political um as, as bill is political minded um, say, very, I expect nothing less very conservative but uh, as much as i do agree with a lot of his points i disagree with a lot of them just as much but i enjoy his podcast to see his take and he he's informed with what he says and you know I enjoy listening to it. I mean, it may be just because it's a buddy of mine that I've known for a, l- a long time, but I've, I've enjoyed this podcast a lot. I got to say that's even even if I don't agree with somebody's viewpoints, I have to say uh, John Stewart and Bill Maher, uh, two people I oftentimes don't always see exactly eye to eye with as far as their viewpoint. I love the way they say it, and yeah. I love that they generally have a reason for believing what they believe. There can always be a different point, but I enjoy l- listening to them tell me why they think what they think. You know, that's, not just the comedic aspect always, too, just sometimes they're very 
very good at making a point. Yeah, yeah, I do agree with that. That's sort of a segue into the first thing I want to talk about. But first, I want to thank everybody for listening. Check out our website, checkmatewithbishopandknight.com. On the website, you will find Amazon deals, which need to be updated very badly. I've let that fall behind. <laughs> you will find our podcasting equipment, as well as a link to the software that we use to record the podcast, um, as well as any contact information you would like to get in touch with us. If you have any questions about making a podcast, how we do what we do, how the equipment works, whatever that may be, come see us there. So the the segue that I was getting to was we lost an uh, incredible comedian last week in the, in the name of Mr. Norm McDonald. Big Saturday Night Live guy got fired off from Saturday Night Live over uh, O.J. Simpson, if any of you listeners are old enough to remember that. I uh, do recall that. Or dealing fiasco. He, he just... He, he, he did not care. That's one thing that I liked about his comedic style is he did everything for the laugh, didn't really care about any political repercussions or political correctness. And, you know, in the end, that got him that got him fired from Saturday Night Live. But uh, he was one of Conan O'Brien's favorite guests. David Letterman loved to have him on. The ladies from The View, not so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Big shock, I know. Yeah, Joy, he, he had Joy Behar uh, all up in arms. I uh, loved his, his Burt Reynolds on Saturday Night Live in, on Jeopardy. So we've lost two great, great characters this year, um, Mr. Alex Trebek, as well as Norm MacDonald in the, the Jeopardy slash Saturday Night Live crossover world. I got to say, uh, I know that I know that you have your favorite moments from Norm. Uh, I think one of mine is the backstory, because at the roast for Bob Saget on Comedy Central. One of the best. He, yes. He's so kind of lame duck, and the jokes are so dad joke and kind of almost kid-oriented. It's because they told him to not be so Norm McDonald. Yeah. And that was his response, and I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, I actually have a, a joke that I want to tell. It's one is the most favorite joke that I've heard heard him tell. And I've, I've over the course of the past you know week or so since he's passed away, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos just kind of in, in remembrance of, of Norm Macdonald. And a lot of them were late night talk shows. And I believe that this is one that he told on the late show with David Letterman. I may, I may be wrong about that, but Burt Kreischer, a comedian that's uh, in in the whole Joe Rogan crowd, mm-hmm. he uh, you might know him. He's the shirtless comedian on on Netflix. Okay, yeah, yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's pretty funny. Uh, he couldn't hold his composure together while he was <laughs> talking about this joke being his favorite of Norm Macdonald's, which is nice. also my favorite. And he told the joke, and it's I'm going to try to deliver the punchline in a way that is as non-offensive as I possibly can, but it is a sort of offensive joke, mm. and I'm going to do my best to. to tell it in the weird style of norm mcdonald uh, i know i won't get the pentameter or the voice right but you know well, bear bear with me on y- that you're on the big stage now so. <laughs> right yeah yeah we've uh we've, since since our remodel here in the in the studio <laughs> don't let both of our fans down <laughs> i'll try not to guy and whatever the other one identifies with they yeah them. so this was uh, i guess around the time that norm mcdonald moved to new york and mm. and got on a talk show so the late night talk show host asked him says well norm how have you uh, how, how have you been since you moved to the city oh you know it's, it's been great i uh i uh i met, met one of my neighbors the other day so oh, you, you know how was that oh he's a uh, he's a good guy interesting guy he uh He's, uh, he asked him what he did for a living, and he says, uh, you know, he says, I'm, I'm, I, I work down at the University of Science, you know, as a, a professor of, of, of logic. And they, the comedian, the late night host goes, the, 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 the University of Science, you don't say, Norm. Say, yeah, yeah, University of Science, you know, you're major credit at the university, right, you know, right down the street here, you know, Wall Street. Uh, you know, so, uh, so I'm asking him, you know, hey, what's, uh, what's, this, uh, what's this logic thing that you're, uh, you know, you're talking about? And he says, well, it's, it's kind of difficult for me to explain to you 
what what logic is, but it's it'd be easier if I show you. And Norm's like, all right, well, show me show me what logic is. So so anyway, this uh, this uh, science guy he says, uh, you know, yeah, you, you have a doghouse. He says, yeah, I have, I have a doghouse. All right, well then then uh, I can. Uh, my next conclusion is that uh, you know you, you have a dog. Yeah, yeah, I have I have a dog. All right, well, uh, well let me let me ask you this: Do you uh, do you have a do you have a family? Yeah, I I, I have a family. All right, all right. So uh, so logic would tell me that uh, that you have uh, you have you have uh, a wife since you have a family. You got you know wife and kids. Yeah. So all right. Well, uh, uh, so so that you know, being that you have a wife and kids, uh, I would draw the conclusion logically using logic that uh, you're a you're a heterosexual. And say, yeah, I'm I'm heterosexual. And, uh, the guy says that that's how logic works. You know. Okay. That's what I do. I, I I teach you know logic how to use logic to get from one place to the next. So uh, I'm down at the bus stop uh, waiting for the bus later on that day, and uh, the bus isn't coming. And there's a guy there, and he he lights up a cigarette. He says, "Ah, oh, you know, as soon as you light up a cigarette, the bus will get here." And, and it did. It didn't. So yeah, I said, "Ah, oh, you're uh, you're wrong about that uh, cigarette and that bus there, aren't you, buddy?" He said, "Well, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, it's the way it works." And uh, so I'm, I'm I'm talking to the guy, and I said, he, he said uh, he said, well, what, "Well, how's your day going?" He said, "That's great. Met one of my neighbors. He's uh, he's a, a professor of logic down at the uh, you know down the street at the University of Science. Oh, University of Science. You don't say. Yeah, yeah, right down the street here, University of Science." Oh wow, that's cool. What's uh, what is what is logic? How do what does he do? I says, well, it's uh, it'd be easier for me to show you than you know it'd be for me to tell you. And uh, so so I asked him a question. I says, say, do you have a doghouse? He says, he says, no, I don't have a doghouse. I said, oh, then you must be a homosexual. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a very norm joke. It's I gotta a very, say, very very yeah. norm joke. Um, I will say that his episode or guest appearance on comedians getting co- comedians in cars getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld that was probably one of my favorite episodes mainly because there's something about watching two comedians who truly have that comedian brain yeah when they're in the car getting coffee it's, it's well but at the same time <laughs> two people that have been honing their craft for that many years right. that are that experienced and that just that has truly become the way they think they're not new to the industry or anything they've yeah. both been and to me just seeing the way they bounced little ideas like of what is funny to me that that was like that was gold well there was a, that. there was another one that i watched with norm and jerry seinfeld and norm was telling jerry asked norm what his favorite joke of all time was and norm said well it's it's an old joke it's uh, it's it's about vaudeville. So these guys, these vaudeville guys, are in a bar, and they see uh, they see this this famous guy at the bar, and they go over and talk to him and say, hey, you know, come have a you know come have a drink with us, come have a drink with us. You know, we we love your work. And the guy says, no, you know, I, I I'm I'm really in a bad mood. I just lost my mother today. And the vaudeville guy says, we know how you feel. We lost our trunk. Jerry then explains to Norm, well, that's not really a joke because the in vaudeville, your life is your trunk, your makeup, your props, your whole act and your weight, your livelihood, you keep in this trunk. So losing your trunk could be the equivalent to losing your mother. Hmm. And Norm mm-hmm. has this epiphany of... That's not why I thought that was funny. <laughs> I thought they were comparing his mother to a trunk. <laughs> so his favorite joke has been his favorite joke for the wrong reasons since he heard this probably like in the 50s. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, how old was he when he died? Uh, we should know the answer to this, six, I guess. He was in his 60s, I think. I know he got, they said he was battling cancer for what, nine, nine years? Nine years, yeah. I do like it. It's funny that so many people can't keep who they sent a dick pic to private, yet other people can keep cancer. I mean, there's he's not the first celebrity to keep it private, but... It, 
Anthony Jeselnik, who, if anybody <laughs> watched him. Last Comic Standing, where he he and Norm, you know, he ho- he was the host, and Norm was one of the judges. Norm did not like Anthony at first, and they used to give each other a ton of shit. They would rib on each other all the time. I can believe. And that. then they came to kind of a mutual understanding that both of them were kind of this same dry, comedic-minded, don't give a shit who they offend, and they ended up like really loving each other. And Anthony Jeselnik tweeted out that hiding cancer for nine years is the most Norm McDonald shit ever. I can appreciate that. I really can. I, I really like Jeselnik, too, the, since yeah, he's, bringing him up. Yeah, he's great. Uh, Just level of offensive knows no bounds. Yeah, that yeah. Man, dear God. Yeah, so rest in peace, Norm McDonald. Rip. I, uh, I didn't think that one would hit me as hard as it did, but uh, I watched a lot of Saturday Night Live uh, in, my, in my late teens, and then uh, when I went overseas, I had like a, the best of several DVDs of, of mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live that I would watch over and over. And just funny how some things bring back memories, especially of, you know, being, being in a shitty place in a shitty time. And, and laughing so hard at something that was so elementary at the time just shows what a great comedic mind he truly was. And I, I like seeing what they did because, you know, Kevin Nealon, others that were around yeah. really at the height of their fame probably around the same time. Um, but even just looking at George Carlin back in the day, the way jokes have evolved. Mm-hmm. And again, part of why they've evolved is because we already heard those good jokes. Like we needed to hear something. But even then, those that were good enough to stick with it. Well, he had such a great dynamic with so many comedians. Like him and Spade were on. Dennis Miller live. Norm gets does this is before uh, he like they even welcome to the show and say hello. Norm gets to talking about Viagra. This is when Viagra first came out. He says, you know, they got this thing for impotent guys out there. It's called Viagra, and uh, it for 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 impotent guys, and uh, it they can give you an erection that lasts four hours. And uh, who's got the four hour erection? The impotent guys. So guys like me and you, Dennis, we're over here like what. But, the, but guys like Spade, <laughs> David, David hasn't said a word yet. He's like, what the hell, man? <laughs> uh, I was actually just hearing the other day that David Spade is one of the most kind of underrated uh, poon hounds in the industry. I've heard the same thing. And I always thought he was like kind of married the whole time. Well, yeah, that's was kind of my you know, impression too, but I kind of think that the time that I'd heard this information was when his sister Kate Spade, the famous designer, passed away. Sister-in-law. Sister-in-law or sister. Either way, I think he was pretty active with you know her her whole her, life, her, posse. her life, her posse, the the scene, mm-hmm. you know, the design scene. I knew I knew that they were because I'm almost positive that they weren't. That that's not a sister. I think that's a sister-in-law for some reason. But uh, I thought sister for some reason. I don't know. But either way, I knew they were they were pretty close. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, God. But the reason when I got to talking about David Spade's poon houndery has been the conversation of pete davidson another sneller yeah that walking cancer both of them are just i just but even solid two on a good day (laughs) old school david spade back in the day and the style of humor in which he gives out you know what he delivers to me that makes sense like that asshole is the funny asshole even news radio like he was great on news radio News radio, uh, sitcom. Well, no, I know the show. Yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan was on there. Phil Hartman. I don't think Rogan was on there. Yeah, he was. That's actually why he has will never was work it? on another sitcom again. Well, maybe I'm. Maybe it was another one. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't news radio then. He was on another one about like a newspaper. That was what you talking about? Just shoot me. It was a magazine. Was it just? Maybe it was. Maybe that's what I'm I thinking. It was about. just shoot. Yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was. A, I, I used to watch that show. But also, you know, big uh, big ups to Phil Hartman and News Radio because that was uh, Andy Dick. Uh, Phil 
Phil Hartman, Joe Rogan, the guy, the main guy from Kids was in the Hall. Kathy Griffin on that one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Um, that was a, uh, but that's actually why Joe Rogan won't work on another sitcom because he, he feels as though he already worked on the best one. Yeah. Because he worked with the great Phil with Hartman. Phil Hartman, yeah. And I, I do, I, my all time favorite Phil Hartman joke is, or skit was part of the SNL. And it wasn't just, you know, the crystal clear gravy or anything like that. It was one where he's actually giving, like, the celebrity gives the demonstration of the product. Or right, they're, like, right. holding it like Vanna White uh, in front of the camera. And he goes, Schick Razor, the new bitch razor. <laughs> it actually yanks out the hairs, intimidating it to grow back. It was just the way he portrayed and the way he delivered those lines. He, there was one that he did, too, with a razor that I remember. And it was like, the, this is the new Schick Turbo 52. <laughs> It's got 52 blades. The first blade takes off the top of the hair. The second blade takes off the follicle to the skin. The third blade shaves off the top layer of skin, and so on and so forth. And then you see him at the end of the commercial, his face is all bandaged, and there's like blood leaking through the bandages. God. Dude, he, he actually did an album cover. I feel like we should be talking more about Norm MacDonald, but I watched a, got a, a documentary special on Phil Hartman, so I, I know more about him, actually. So actually, I'll, I'll go back to uh, Pete Davidson. I think he looks like a walking cigarette. For the comment having he been does. made about Steve Buscemi, I'm sorry, the pasty, pale ugh, that is him. I just can't wrap my head around how, because apparently he's now with uh, Kawako from Kaylee, Kaylee Kawako. Kaylee, yeah. yeah. What? What? Fu- from what Ariana? My fucking kneecaps from, off. What the hell? From, how the? From Ariana Grande. Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. What? Yeah. How is he the comeback kid? How is he the rebound, Mr. Rebound in Hollywood? I do. I, he, come I swear, on. He, he has a list of women who I would fuck their shadow on a gravel driveway and he's just going through it. I, it's, dep- I just, I don't understand because, okay, and that's how, that's how I found out the thing about David Spade, but okay, I can see an appeal to David Spade. He's the short guy, he's got every short joke, you know, down pat, he invented half of them. You know, I just see him as being the, the quick witty comeback guy. Pete Davidson is like a song I want to turn off most of the time. Yeah. I mean, as far as his com- comedy goes, like, I'm not saying I'm funnier, well, I, but I'm not a fucking comedian I, on Saturday Night Live I, either. I think that words got out that he's got a, a freaking boom mic below his waistline i mean that might be true but he cannot be the only one who's over six foot with a fucking donkey leg i mean well he's also funny i, I mean there's there's <laughs> yeah but but we're not talking about donkey from shrek okay hey the, the cartoon donkey. The cartoon was only three inches tall so uh, yeah i have a huge tv it was a lot bigger when it came out, I think the biggest TV was a 20-inch, so... We're not that fucking old. <laughs> yeah. I saw it in the theaters. Anyway. Alrighty. So, what are we doing uh, What are we doing this week, uh, I believe Mr. Bishop? We, I believe we tried to switch it up because we noticed we had a lot of fun with doing the 21 questions. Well, I noticed that the most listens that we had were <laughs> on the 21 questions episode, and that's... Uh, that might that, in part be, be due to me. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. One or the other. And that was, you know, uh, that was back when I was in, in, in my infancy of learning to edit this stuff in the in the Reaper mm. program that I use. And, and there was yes. one of the episodes that it was choppy and so the questions were all... F- my questions to you. Yeah, they were one, all yeah. swapped around and flopped around. So thank you guys for bearing through that one, all 11 of you. <laughs> all some of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we decided we were going to change it up this week and have our significant others, if you will, uh, write the questions for us. So... Mr. Knight, his significant... Wifey Sauce. Wifey Sauce has written the questions that he'll ask me, and my SO has written the questions I'll ask to Mr. Knight. Is everyone clear on the rules and how the point systems work?
this is a game where the rules are made up and the points don't matter? Absolutely. You've got it right. Yeah. Uh, ding, ding, ding. I watched a lot of Whose Line Is It Anyway as a kid. Uh, so. Exactly. Oh, I love that show. God. That's what we ought to do is an improv session here on time. If we were funnier, yes. <laughs> I'm fucking hilarious. I don't know about you. <laughs> Alrighty. So I will let I will let Mr. Knight kick it off, I believe, because I started the last segment uh, with asking you questions, so I'll let you kick this one off. Question number one. What did you truly think of me as a roommate? I gotta be honest. I thought you were a pretty kick-ass roommate. You just had the worst goddamn furniture. Not not the not the feel like it was comfortable to sit on. I just could not stand the aesthetic. All Truth the be plaid. told. Oh my god. She and hated, that fucking she hated orange it too. wood color. Like yeah, she hated it too. Nineties IKEA. I, uh, it, it was free uh, from my parents. <laughs> and and no honestly, that. I, that I loved sitting on that furniture. It was <laughs> God. It was so comfortable, and I would never have gotten rid of it if I hadn't heard her bitch and moan <laughs> almost daily about how much she hated it. No, I gotta say, I went from, uh, you know, when I first moved out of my mom's house to live with my own, I had, a, I had a roommate, and I thought I was messy, because, yeah, I was I was kind of messy, but my mom's kind of a clutter bug as well, so it just, you know, we, we piled on each other's mess, and it just always kind of stayed in a, a sort of state of clutter to an extent. Then I moved out, and I'm with another 20-something-year-old guy, and, you know, yeah, beer cans stack up. Then I realized, like, through a learning curve, I, I hated the mess and I realized I was pretty fucking clean but then I had a really really messy bitch of a girlfriend for a while and literally had a mountain of stuff that was as high as the arm of the couch that went from the arm of the couch to the fucking far yeah. closest wall didn't you tell me something about cat litter or something I mean I took care of the animals I mean they'd yeah. be fucking dead if it was left up to that ravenous cunt yeah but the uh but yeah so like literally had that much clutter all through the house and then I move out with you guys and wow it was crazy like my room was tidy as hell my laundry was done you guys kept your shit clean and tidy it was amazing uh, you would have uh, never thought three fucking guys you know approaching the age of 30 lived there because with, everything was fucking spotless with at one point three cats in a house with hardwood floors yes yes and uh i, I will say this that apartment. the uh the dishes is really the only thing that i can say got out of hand at any point and that's just because i'm horrible about cooking and letting stuff kind of pile up yeah well uh, that's kind of a problem at my apartment now but the we don't have a dishwasher Mm. Uh, and that's a that's a huge bane of my no, existence. No, well you do. It's your significant other. <laughs> um, she doesn't like to be called that. Uh, I did it once. But it's fun she to load the me. dishwasher if you get the metaphor. <laughs> I do. She really likes that. But, you know, it if doesn't. If she doesn't, she lays there and acts like she likes she does. <laughs> it doesn't do shit for the dirty dishes in the sink, though, let me tell you. When she's like, my legs feel like jello. I'm like, yeah, that That's that why frying you're buying pans. the stool to sit on in front of the fucking sink. <laughs> that frying pan ain't gonna wash itself. No, she actually does most of the cooking, so I try and do most of the cleaning. You know, I, I, my, that's how my grandparents were. I mean, now, granted, they made their kids and then me clean, but at the same time, if one cooked, the other cleaned. Well, somebody wasn't getting stuck doing all the work by themselves. And so I guess this brings me to my question for Mr. Mr. Knight. Mr. Knight, how are you doing? It's almost Halloween. It's time for the dark night to rise. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. Molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. By then it was nothing to me but blinding. I am excited about Halloween. We started watching Castle Rock. 
Uh, don't know if I know what that is. Yeah, executive producers are J.J. Abrams and Stephen King. Oh, wow. It's on. It's a Hulu original. The first season I have not. We, we just started watching this. We're about four or five episodes in. The second season apparently is the like prequel or beginning origin story. Yeah. To the character that Kathy Bates plays in Misery. Okay. But season one apparently so far seems to have nothing to do with that. It reminds me of Cast Castily Rock from Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, season one is really really strange, kind of mentally creepy, not so much boo scare you. It's but my dick fucking your mind. It's, it's good. It's the mind. It's my dick. Do you feel my dick fucking your mind? Uh, speaking of, have you watched Old yet? I have not. I have oh not. Oh my gosh. I know that it's available for me to watch now, but I have not actually. When I was talking to you about it, I, had, I was only, I think I had 45 minutes left. <laughs> I will say this. I know that you said that you hated the way that, or hate the way that a lot of M. Night Shyamalan films wrap up at the end. The underwhelming endings. I truly enjoyed this ending more than any of his other films. Maybe, except for maybe Lady in the Water. I never I, saw that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, it just was... I, I guess my, my judgment of Shyamalan, Shyamalan, Shyamalan has been solely based on the fact that he had signs mm. and then Village was kind of like, Woof, ah, nothing. It was and then And then there was also, I thought it was another one that I'm trying to think of too. And it was like the same ending for three movies and I'm like, okay, give it a rest. Like, right. quit playing the same drum. I really liked Unbreakable. I oh, mean, that yeah. was, that was, I love, I didn't realize... That had to be the first movie I saw that he directed. Me and my dad were both big, big fans of that movie. Several years later, uh, Mr. Glass, and I remember when... Split. Uh, you know. Well, Split and Mr. Glass, all of them are in like the same trilogy, the same universe. Well, that's what the movie, Mr. Glass. But when I saw I didn't realize that Patricia was part of the same yeah. saga. And then, then so the Mr. Glass movie's coming out, and I'm like, oh, why are they, why are they having, having this guy from, from Split in there? Like, what the hell? And... It, Honestly, I, I know how it ends because I have been told. But when the movie it somehow skipped out and like I wasn't I was unable to watch probably last like five ten minutes or something like that, and I didn't even care to finish it. Like, yeah. and the character Mr. Glass was such a good character in Unbreakable. I had th- my hopes were high for the potential that carried, and oh, just M Night Shyamalan let down. <laughs> so uh, I'll get back to the questions here, so we can get back to what we're here for. Sorry, I get to talking about spooky time. I'm never gonna shut up. So. <laughs> What was your first impression of me? Gosh, if I can remember, I think we were working a shift together at a mo- at the mall store of the, the company we used to work for. I thought I met you in Clemens. Was it? If that was the case, then I definitely don't remember okay. what my first impression was. I just know that like the first like shift, that, I know we closed that night, and I think that was our first closing shift together. That might have actually been before you got introduced. Sorry, we got introduced by our mutual friend yeah. at Clemens, I swear. That was Chris that was on yeah. the show. Yeah. Maybe he did, and I didn't think too much about it because i was meeting a bunch of new people yeah, there too. because you were the new guy and there was yeah. you know in, in sales there are a lot of people who try to throw their uh the length of their dick around so to speak <laughs> it's not going nowhere and yeah and uh, there was a, a one guy there who i just he well there's two that i just really pissed off because i wasn't having it and i'm a sarcastic asshole yeah our, our i think our first shift there together we we talked about a lot of the same similarities and i was like yeah this guy's all right and i think we we, we hung out not not too long after that so uh, as far as what i can remember as a first impression yeah, I you know, liked you from the get-go. It was it was like at first sight. Like at first sight? Oh, I like you a lot, too. Oh, I'm sorry, you didn't say a lot. I, I like you, too. I like you, too. I, I meant a lot. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have. And then we, then we had a bunch of shitty ideas together, like the, the, the Yaz YouTube channel. Yaz Holes. <laughs> we were going to be the Yaz Holes. So we we might, uh, th- Romy, and, me, me, Romy and Michelle here, we might we might throw this one back on a, a future episode. Oh Romy. And uh, we, we might valley girl out here. And, and, and yaz hole the shit out of y'all and, and I am here for it <laughs> yeah, hashtag yaz. yaz 
shit. <laughs> okay, what was my what's my second question? All right, your number two is if you were a high school teacher, what subject would you teach and why? Can you teach lunch? It's called food and nutrition. Oh, that sucked. That was such a Mickey class. No one gives a fuck. They curse at you, they're drawing, throwing some spitballs or whatever the fuck kids do nowadays. Even they shoot schools up is what they do now. <laughs> well, they, they've graduated from spitballs to, <laughs> to live fire, ammunition. Firearms and ammunition. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, I would say I always. I wasn't good at math. I eventually got it, but like, and once I get it, I, you know, it's kind of one of those things that's lifelong, but I think, it, I think probably English, because I like that there's, you can, you can catch the kid who's paying half attention, and he gets this really wild interpretation of some shit that mm-hmm. was just read, and the whole class is really clear on the subject, except that one guy. Yeah. And I'd love to be able to like, you, Jeffrey, what do you think that means? And just hear what the hell they got to say. Mm-hmm. That would probably be the most fun. Plus, I mean, hell, if I want to, you have to cover like the Odyssey and the Iliad, but like, I'm pretty sure you can choose a different book at some point if you want to kind of add some variety. Yeah, I think uh, I remember is uh, Animal Farm, uh, 1984, um, Hiroshima, of course, The Odyssey. Hiroshima. I've been saying it wrong this whole time, like Catherine Zeta Zeta-Jones. Oh, well, I was snacking on a tomato earlier, so. (laughs) (laughs) You and Colonel Lingus. Yeah, I I, I agree. At at one point in my my after after high school, community college career, I was an English major, and I enjoyed a lot of it, except for it just got so monotonous with the paper writing. Mm, and, it does. And well, the composition classes specifically well, will drain you of that. And it seemed like college English classes let you interpret less of your own thoughts mm. that, than high school did, because as long as I had a great English teacher in high school, and it was a college English class, college level English class that I took, but the, the teacher was just so great and kept it so interesting. And as long as you kind of backed up your thought for your interpretation or what you took away of, of a story or how it affected you and you were your prose was clean, then she was going to pat you on the back and say, good job. College was totally different. It's like, you, yeah, right. Like you, you, this is not for you if you don't think exactly like I do. And I was not True. here for that. I think that's what uh, my significant other, I think that's what she found disheartening about college in general uh, was the entire liberal arts college kind of curriculum and just how it was taught she really lost faith and you know i don't i can't speak for her but i I know some of that i think she agrees with but even like you want to go be an english major and i feel like there's almost the difference between no you probably want to be like a creative writing major or a poet you don't necessarily want to be the thesaurus and encyclopedia of all things american or european literature or whatever you know whatever your study is because really it's they want you to basically be an another professor well, and, and this gets brought up you you remember that and that, I guess that's the thing is I remember reading T.S. Eliot I always saw some some of his uh, lines together especially when you remove them from the others were really really neat and stood on their own very nicely but they would always say like he was the lord of the drawing room I'm 90% sure I gotta look that back up again it's been a while since I talked about it but again it was like they had so much background on him they knew what was going on in his life at the time that even if you read it and took away what you wanted to mm-hmm. and that that's to me what writing is for no this is this is what he meant and that that always to me was a little bizarre yeah and and as far as shakespeare goes i'm not here for it man the the the, these thuses thines and if he hadn't lived back then then i would judge it if if you can give me a modern translation now not not the shakespeare or uh, romeo must die translation for god's sakes Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but i did like well so and it's not a translation but um oh my god i'm like it's with ray fines and gerard butler 
it's a war story, but it's Shakespearean. There's also Tristan and Isolde, and then there's Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Uh, all those are kind of modern. I like modern. To- and there's also Hamlet well, and with like- Ethan Hawke. Yeah, my favorite was always Othello. I was like, I liked Othello. That's like the one I know the least. Of. I, I know nothing about. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's just a. It, it was the best of the of the required readings of Shakespeare mm. that I you know that I took away. But you know, I got. I honestly got more Shakespeare <laughs> outside of school than I ever got inside of school. Yeah, shaking my spirit, all them girls in the club. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, I've got a. I've got another good joke for you. It's not. Ooh, uh, it's, it's not a. It's not a Norm Macdonald joke by any means. But uh, the I, fuck I, off. I, I laughed pretty hard at it. I've been told it's it sucks and it's stupid though. So audience members, if you like it, you know, I hope you do. If you don't, then go fuck yourselves. So this farmer went to the therapist. The therapist says, "What's what's on your mind? What's bothering you?" And the farmer says, "I, I keep having I keep having these dreams and these visions that somebody is stealing my crops." And the therapist goes, "Well, how does that make you feel?" And the farmer says, "Well, it gives me a headache." And the therapist says, "Migraine." The farmer goes, "You wish." <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. Well, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for that outburst. I'll. Uh, that's your question. All right. Yes, and the question is. What was your first job? Kmart. It was called, what was the position? Gosh, Code 20. Is that not a cashier? No, no. The position was called a Code 20, and I'm like, okay, I don't care. You know, make $6.25 an hour. It's <laughs> old. Shoot. They would call a Code 20 to the front. That means go get in every shopping cart in the lot, and then you would go back to... So your position was just a task name? Yes, and, th- <laughs> and then you would go and you would start straightening the stores. You would start after the registers at the first aisle and you would work your way all the way around the outside of the stores and you had this order of inside the departments pretty much everywhere except for fashions which they called soft lines mm-hmm. you were in hard lines basically everything in a box yep. and you would straighten the shelves pull everything front and face is as they say it pull yep. everything to the front face it forward make everything in the military as we say dress right dress organized so that was my first job and fuck pepsi because <laughs> when they used to do the huge pepsi sales like with the two liters the it was like buy buy five get ten free like kmart used to do ridiculous two liter sales well People, i gotta be honest who the fuck buys two liters aside from maybe a sale who the fuck buys a two liter boomers <laughs> okay boomer yeah because uh, i sure as hell don't i like I, I i've bought two liters in the past like for parties mm-hmm. and then after the party if there's anything in it it gets thrown away because yeah, i'm not gonna drink it when it gets flat in my refrigerator People People judge me all the time because I, you know, don't put ice in my drinks at, at like Wendy's or McDonald's kind right, of thing, right, the right. fountain drinks. If if my Coke, Mountain Dew, Pepsi, whatever the fuck I'm drinking, was meant to have water in it, they just served it that way. I that's why I don't want ice. I don't like watered down drinks. I get it, but I, at the same time, I have to have just a cold drink. And and it's I, already cold. No, but maybe I, but maybe, I will feel maybe you. I'm eating at the wrong fast food places. But McDonald's, like I have to mm-hmm. have the, like the recommended amount of ice to the recommended amount of Coca Cola because I don't know what it is about McDonald's. Their Coke is spicy. They have it's, these. To me, it's almost it's got a difference to it's it because bite. it's the only time I ever drink coke without ice pretty much is at mcdonald's and it's with the breakfast thing so it's usually with mcgriddle well, and i've read and it tastes different it I've, really does i've read I've, i swear i've read somewhere that that mcdonald's has a special formulation or syrup or something for coca-cola 
than, I like than it any less. other restaurant. Which uh, I need to get get our our boy Eddie B on the show, who's a, a lifelong McDonald's employee, to to talk about some of that stuff. Eddie uh, B. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, I actually have another friend who's worked three different chains here in uh, North Carolina and one in Boston, mm. uh, and he's uh, he's a character. You left where we used to work together before he came along. Okay. But uh, you'd really you'd enjoy him. He's he's like a he's got the innocence of a child, except for you realize later that that child has been kind of punking you with sarcasm for an hour and a half and you've just been gobbling it all up because again that innocence you just don't see through it it looks it seems legitimate he's he's a trip yeah. he's a trip i'd love um, to meet him yeah we'll try and bring him on one of these days what is my next question sir if you could have any career what would it be any career what would it be insert nickelback's rock star here <laughs> <laughs> what's his name again craig it's, oh whatever that the guy from nickelback then oh god i have no idea the one that i just heard it craig johnson oh, something like that anyway um you know i always thought it wanted to be like rock star or something along those lines and don't get me wrong that would still be really cool really fun movie star something artistic that you get the fame for but i've been i've been just maybe it's because football season's back in full swing i want to be rob gronkowski not him to a t but it, like, i big bodied enough i just want to go work out and just get fucking jacked and go be a tight end because they do blocking they're receiving they're running like it's a really fun position to me to see played well i don't know just something about that also i didn't know and I'm going to definitely tell my kids this. When you're on a football team in college, A, that can help get you to college. That can keep you in college. That can kind of keep your grades up while you're in college. When you play a game, if you win, you get your dick sucked that night. It's like a rule. And I've heard this now from, I don't care if it's baseball. You, you could probably get your dick wet having played soccer. Okay, like there's, I, I'm going to have to like raise my kids like sports are the way to go. Not my daughters, but sons for damn sure. Um, You'll raise your daughters to be the ones who are sucking the sports players' dicks. Right. I'm going to try not to, but <laughs> I don't, I think there's just a way my brain works and I'm going to inadvertently wind up doing that. Yeah, what's the old phrase? You, you, you want a boy because with boys, you only have to worry, worry about, about one penis. penis. Yeah. With girls, you have to worry about all of them. It's a really creepy John Goodman movie. I think it might've been like toys or, no, it wasn't toys. There's was some creepy nineties movie. And he, he's, he talks about that. He goes, you know, your daughter's there in a bathing suit at the pool and there's nothing wrong. That's your, that's your baby girl. And it suddenly hits you, her vagina. And it's just, I remember that it, it's basically pointing out the same thing that it's you have to worry about that like that's it's you have to worry about every other dick on the planet mm-hmm. but it was such a fucking creepy delivery Just I, I, to say that he I wish it. I could figure out what movie that was because it has haunted me since I was way too young to have stumbled across that and if anybody any, any of you know go to the website email us let, you let can us go know. to our Instagram too yeah what is that uh, what's that Instagram fuck checkmate, yeah, under, like I work check, here. checkmate <laughs> underscore podcast you can also go to facebook.com forward slash bishop and night we have a couple we have a couple things out there you can google us we're on we're on the google we're on google yeah you can nice. you can leave us a google review oh, hell yeah i'd love that I, I that's how i base uh bishop's pay is on google reviews <laughs> so far he has made zero dollars and i'm okay with that this is a hobby or <laughs> uh, passion anyway uh, is it my question for you now uh yes what is your favorite beer or no and that's actually not the question. I I mutilated it. What is the best beer you have ever had? Best beer I've ever had. Guinness in the Sh- Shannon Ireland Airport on tap with the 
uh, clover leaf in the foam. Nice. The way that they cute. poured it. Uh, yeah. It was, <laughs> and I'm, I'm not a Guinness guy either, but that was just a, a good cold. Mm-hmm. When uh, it's cold. There in Ireland. Yes. I've, was, I've actually been, uh, in 2007, I went to the Guinness factory. I got to say, cold. And even when I got back to the States, it's like, yeah, let's go get a Guinness. It's not the same. Not the no, same no, at all. No. It's almost yeah. two different, yeah. two different beers. All right. So a nice cold Guinness. I like that. It's a good answer. Yeah. All right. So my question for you, or excuse me, wifey sauces question for you. <laughs> What's your favorite snacky snack? My favorite snacky snack? Probably Nature's Valley sweet and salty peanut, even though I'm a big fan of the cashew as well. Uh, bars. I don't know why. It's just, that's like a fucking go-to. If I didn't get breakfast, if I just need something in the middle of the day, that's that's number one thing I pick up at the gas station. Is this a granola bar? or? or a- it's like, got a, it's almost like chocolate okay. as far as the consistency on the bottom. Yeah. But then it's basically, okay, so a granola bar, you've had the Nature's Valley Crunchy. They yeah. are a straight yeah, granola bar. the stuff bar. where, you know, this you eat like, outside and it leaves crumbs in your bed. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is like whole peanuts and granola bits and whatnot on top. But the bottom is, I know it's like peanut butter, but the way it's, the consistency of it and all is kind of almost like chocolate. Maybe it's Nutella. Uh, No, it's Nature's Valley. No, I'm saying the the shit on the bottom, (laughs) maybe it's Nutella. No, because it it doesn't even melt in your hand as quick. It's very much like chocolate. Almost, maybe more like a fudge would be um, kind of a good way to to think of it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It doesn't really melt too quickly, but it is peanut butter. It's really, I mean, that's other than like, say, maybe like, I don't know, snacky snack means like something you can sit there and munch on like chips because that would definitely be cheese. I figure snacky snack is just anything you eat is a snack. True, 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 true. Alrighty. So my question for you is uh, very hard to read because uh, apparently my lady friend, uh, man, did not take penmanship. Were there any jobs in the military you were interested in aside from your own? I really enjoyed being a mechanic. It almost was like not a job at all because I'm just having fun working on trucks. Uh, I, I joined the National Guard uh, because I thought it was going to be one weekend a month and pay for, <laughs> pay for me to go to school and all that stuff. And so I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, well, what's something that I enjoy doing that I, you know, would be a cool thing to do one weekend a month? And I was like, well, I, I can go, I can be a mechanic. I enjoy working on cars and mm-hmm. souping up cars and doing all that stuff. So and that was back in the heyday of tricking out your ride. Oh, it was, this was like before Tokyo Drift came out this was right after too fast too furious and so all we've had is one and two we're all like fuck yeah toyota yeah Supras. dude we're we're burning rice out there on the streets you know, you know 300 cc's of japanese muscle running around everywhere it's yeah. compact muscle <laughs> yeah but uh, so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll be a mechanic. My ASVAB scores actually scored higher than my recruiter. So I could do any job in the U.S. Army that there was. Uh, your ASVAB scores determine what job you're eligible to do. I had so much fun being a mechanic. I don't know that I would want to do anything else. Uh, however, because of my ASVAB score, they needed somebody else in the intelligence shop of it who was eligible for a, a above top secret clearance or whatever. And I, I was, and you have to have a certain ASVAB score for that. So I was eligible for that. So I dual trained to do that job before I went overseas because at the time they needed somebody. But then they figured out well, we don't have anybody else in the motor pool. So I did that for like two weeks and got pulled mm. back. That shit was so intense. No, I would never want to do that. <laughs> but maybe field artillery because those guys go out there 
there and they shoot big shit and blow up big shit. Nice. I can see that. Yeah. I do remember that there was a chick. Uh, she was actually one of my managers at one point uh, when I worked at a country club. Uh, she started dating this guy and she, I remember when they went on a first date or she was talking about going on the first date with him. She said, he's got a really sexy job. And I remember thinking, holy fuck. the jobs could be sexy. Well, you right. I thought they just sucked your soul out of your body. That's all mine have ever done. But you know, I, I just was so enamored at the idea that you can have a sexy job. And I asked her, I was like, okay, what, what, uh, hold up, pause, wait a minute, take a beat. What's a sexy job? He's a and, plumber. <laughs> <laughs> knows how to lay pipe. I have a thing for algorithmic music composers. Helicopter pilot. And it kind of made sense. Yeah. I mean, helicopters, I guess, are sexy in a way. I mean, not everyone gets to have one. They're expensive as shit to own. You would definitely take a selfie if you were on one. Yeah. You know, for a fun reason. Not like, I'm going to go possibly die. Yeah. I just know how I drive cars. And <laughs> hats off to helicopter pilots because back to the military thing, we were, you know, in, in training mode one time. We were in a Black Hawk. And the guy, the pilot was like, do you guys want to do a nap of the earth? And I've never been in a helicopter before. So I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know. What's a nap? What's, yes. what's, what's a nap? of the earth and the guy beside me goes yeah we want to do one <laughs> and i swear dude just drops the helicopter if i wasn't strapped in i would be on like on the roof of the helicopter <laughs> on the inside drops elevation and we're like 10 feet above the tree line and he is just up and down over the crevices oh, and rises shit. in this valley going side to side you know basically he's flying as fast as he can as low as he can in, in order to evade radar and enemy fire is, is what a nap, the purpose of a nap of the earth is for that is nuts i would yeah, i couldn't, I like couldn't sh- feel mine afterwards <laughs> <laughs> well, because they're way up at your belly button. Throat. Throat <laughs> in my throat. Uh, I imagine that that has to be something akin, you know, kind of like skydiving. Like, that's got to be fun. Like, exhil- well, like skydiving, you're, scary you're prepared shit, for but... it, I feel like. Because you sign up and you pay for it. I'm going to go skydiving. And then you pay for skydiving. <laughs> they put you Insta- in the fancy inst- jumpsuit. Instead, you're just like, picture you're riding on a civilian aircraft in the 747. And he's like, hey, do you guys want to do a loop-de-loop? Okay. Zero. <laughs> Except you have no idea what a loop to loop is. Yeah, yeah. They 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 call it like. Do you guys want to do a formation A? And you're like, that's that sounds safe. Well, that's another thing is combat landings and combat takeoff. C one thirties and C. C-70s, the big military aircraft. Mm-hmm. Combat takeoffs are like as fast as you can down the shortest part of the runway and like sh- J-turn straight up. Shit. And then like just turn the opposite way and then go, I mean it's it's a crazy takeoff and like a combat landing is basically you're coming in as hot as you can and then just immediately nose up so and are just that to almost back pressure you. My god. Those, I, hats off to military pilots especially in combat zones that do the these types of maneuvers in these whales of vehicles. Basically, you're driving a, a city, but you're Sandra Bullock in Speed 2 Cruise Control, like, <laughs> with wings. Speed 2. Wait, because Speed 1 was with Keanu Reeves, right? I think, I think both of them were in 1 and 2. I just know Speed 2 was the bus. Well, that was the, so 2 was the bus? Yeah, Speed 2 Cruise Control was <laughs> Okay, the, so the I've play. only seen 2. Um, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the original Speed was the bus. I don't fucking know. But All I know is that they had a crush on each other. Neither one of them knew it at the time, and they just found out, like, literally a year ago yeah sandra was like dude and then keanu was like whoa <laughs> <All right. laughs> excellent <laughs> do you like to party i sure do i, uh, I know somebody that likes to party I hope you're listening out there bud i think he is <laughs> um so shout out to that guy uh is it my question for you now uh no it's mine to you oh nice where was your favorite place to bartend that would have to be 
I feel bad for even thinking about it. It would have to be Second and Green, definitely. Uh, Second and Green Tavern in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, Located on the corner of Second Street and Green Street. Oddly enough, you know how many people asked me where is Second and Green? And I went, you're going to like this. It's at the corner of Second and, wait for it, Green Street. Well, before I moved to Winston, and maybe a little bit after, I had no idea about the road names or anything else. And I, I heard you guys, because you were co-workers with the owner at one time. And yeah. I, I thought it was a, a golf thing. It's like right. Second so did I. Second and green, like I like I played enough golf. I don't know what like second hole and the green. I, I didn't know. See, I thought it was when people told me. I thought it was second green. I uh, didn't. I didn't catch the and. So I was like, this has got to be a golf themed bar. <laughs> and I walk in, and it's you know the the owner had just bought the spot, so everything was yeah really. When he when he when he bought it, it was such a small, really unheard of kind of spot that. It was the Kmart of bars, in, in a sense, like for what was it had in a little there. Caesars in it. <laughs> no, it just it had. I mean, everything was a little, little less stylish, a little less ergonomical, all that stuff. And you know, these are the changes that he and then I got to help him with. Uh, you know, the family that were all working there. Um, you know, make those changes, help with reupholstering the original bar stools, and then just getting new bar, bar stools all together, uh, getting a better liquor supply, changing up the neon lights and things. You know, making it look as it looks now. And getting the a DJ in there doing and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. I would say quick turnaround. You know, I've had some really fun jobs bartending weddings and bartending uh, a coliseum and craft bars and other dive bars and things like that. But I got to say my, you know, Halloween the first year, ah, even Halloween the second year that I was working there, those were just such good times. And the people, the friendships I made out of that place, you know, I mean, I, I have worked there in what, seven years? I mean, well, other than a few fill-in yeah, I mean, stamps, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do some celebrity. Which that, that's here and cool there. that he brings you back when he, he you know he needs somebody. And that's I really enjoy because I get to see those people in that capacity that I met them in again. And I mean, there's a there's a lot of new faces up there, but at the same time, you know, I, I'd be a fool to think that you know truly enjoyed other spots. But I will say, I just I love bartending. It's it's even even other people I know that we've all moved into sales and moved into quote unquote adult jobs, real jobs. We all miss it, love it, try and hold on to it. And I definitely think my retirement plan is to own a bar because as much as I like bartending, I really you know I know what it takes. I know what good decisions are when running a bar. It's not to say that I want that headache all the time or that I have the financial capital to endure it. But you know, again, retirement when I can, I definitely want to. I want to be the one who makes the shots. And I want to go find a couple hot shot younger kids that can just sling drinks fast because that's always the thing. They, they remember the best piece of advice. Anyone thinking about going into bartending, best advice I ever had was keep your ear open and your head on a swivel. Because the only reason people actually come in there, or not the only reason, but the main reason people come in there is to get a drink. If your head's not on a swivel, you're not seeing who needs a drink. But keep your ear open because that's the only way you're going to have friends and you actually have to listen to people. You can't bullshit them. That's the only way you get people to come back. Yeah, I agree. And I miss second degree and I haven't been since before the pandemic. It's been almost really? yeah it's close to two years now I see think, i'm making the choice uh, it's one of the only spots i go to if i decide to go anywhere yeah no. it was uh january january or february 2020 was the last time i was there so we're going on over a year and a half since i've been yeah. been down there because you know but not all our listeners know i had the baby but i i, I met my i met my big baby. i met wifey sauce at uh at second and green oh yeah yeah i was there yeah <laughs> i was there i was an asshole doing a canadian accent i will say no one on the planet should have been given a second shot less than you oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> story of my life <laughs> the fact that she gave you one is just you know kudos to her you know she's a sport 
airport. Yeah. Okay. Um, no budget. What is your dream birthday party? Famous people? Drugs? 100 golden retrievers? No limits. I'm getting to the age where I don't want to celebrate my birthday, so I, I will pay <laughs> everybody any amount of money to throw me a 21st birthday party at Second and Green. I think I know what's happening next year. <laughs> uh, oh my God, 21 shots, 21 beers. Now, part of this me paying everybody any amount of money to throw me a 21st birthday party and act like I'm 21, even though you're doing this, I need you to know that I cannot party like I am in my <laughs> 20s anymore. I don't know. I got to say, our tolerance is uh, peppered, seasoned, veteran status, if you will. We are, <laughs> but I think I might have to move off the IPAs that night a little bit <laughs> oh yeah no 21 year olds don't well okay maybe maybe today they do because they're all fucking indian weird yeah I'm which i love the indie shit don't get me wrong I'm gonna, I'm gonna break laws on white clouds that <laughs> night baby <laughs> yeah i think i think we can definitely do that i, I kind of want to answer that question because for me i've had this idea that i want to throw a douchebag party and i want everyone to come as what they think the most douchebag thing is so if that's like guys that wear flat bill hats and jerseys and air force ones fucking do it show up like plaques Burris and his motherfucker. Like. I have this good friend on Instagram that I used to work with. His name is Noah. Ganoa? Yeah. And just pick an outfit off anything he's ever worn. Turtleneck under the jersey? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's not the one he went to, went to no, jail no, where. No, oh, okay, no. okay. No, that was a, uh, that was a, that was a Cox yeah. game. Congratulations on your engagement, bud. Yep. Love you. Actually, very, very big congratulations to that uh, friend of ours. Uh, he just tied the knot with what seen, what, what we've always pegged from the beginning of the relationship. Well, not, not tied the knot. He just gonna, got engaged, right? Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, I just messed up the definition of tied the knot. Yeah, since he met that chick, though, we've, we've all kind of called it like that's wife that's gonna be that that's it yeah. and so uh you know big ups to them for doing that you crazy kids i'm 90 percent sure he has no idea this podcast exists but uh well i, I added well, him on our instagram page we so don't send it to if him. he sees the story <laughs> we'll have to tag a picture of him in it yeah um the guys that are too old to be at the trendy bars with the sport coats and the the young guy hairstyle but they're like 40 you know yeah that to me is like the epitome of it but like you know rocking we're gonna V-neck shirt with the gold chain with the, the diamond, the, the one diamond earring. I have one ear pierced. I can definitely do that. Before I started stretching my ears again, because you know my 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 job changed from being yep. with the public to now being working from home. He uh, no longer be customer facing. I no, I no longer be customer facing, so I don't exactly look as professional in a suit with uh, you know seven sixteenth inch plugs in my ears. But I put my a set of diamond earrings in I had from like two thousand and three when it was stylish. Yeah, and I, had ga- I remember those I, days. I had gained so much weight. I look like a butch lesbian because I keep my <laughs> hair usually pretty buzzed on the sides and a little bit on top and I, I like i have the typical lesbian butch lesbian haircut and i put the earrings in and i had shaved i didn't have any five o'clock shadow mustache or anything and i was like wow <laughs> so this is what being old is like there's speaking of looking like a butch lesbian there's actually a friend of I'll, I'll leave the connection out so that hopefully this person, if they ever come across this podcast, isn't offended, but knows someone that I know uh, from way back know when. Knows somebody who knows somebody who knows something about it. Who stole something from somebody who them knows them. Not their mom and him. Your mom and him? Speaking of, all, our, li- all, our, li- all of our 11 listeners say hello to your mom and him from Matt and Kevin. So the, you know, they, they always played sports and were very active and whatnot, but they have the jerry curl kind of just hair. Just that's naturally how it goes. Well, they're very butch themselves and they are female. Hmm. Uh, I don't 
don't even know if they are lesbian. I actually think to the contrary, but to look at them, you would never guess that they weren't. Mm -hmm. uh, stereotypes being what they are, true, but you'd never, I mean, I don't care how open-minded you are. No one's looking at this and seeing and thinking hetero. Looked just like, um, I just lost it. Here's Johnny. No, eastbound and down. Oh, uh, Danny McBride. Looks just like Danny McBride in that role. Kenny Powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, Kenny Powers. I'm not kidding. As soon as I saw their Facebook picture, I went, that's Kenny Powers. And uh, the person I know was like, oh my God, shut up. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, seriously, Craig Robertson ruined his career <laughs> like it was it was shocking to me so yeah i would uh if you ever want to pull off that uh butch leslie look i'm i'm here for it back to spooky time i'm thinking about mm. cutting my hair as carl childers for sling blade this halloween <laughs> mm, i reckon i'm gonna kill you mm -hmm. you gotta put the the bits of gray through well, That'd it's, be fun. Uh, it's coming in so what? Yeah. no but the, uh i remember in theater arts when i was in middle school they have like a chalk kind yeah of thing. A little chalk i'm band. definitely down for that i intend to kill you with it <laughs> all right Okay, so what's the craziest thing you've seen a bar owner do? Bar owner do? We'll say bar owner or bar manager. Let's open that up a little bit. I was going to say, I kind of want to go to full to full employees. Uh, uh, let's go with somebody in a, more of a position of authority inside of a bar. Because bartenders will do some crazy shit. Uh, I have definitely seen, so I worked in, um, one was a neighborhood spot, one was more of a club atmosphere, and there were, <laughs> there were the high back booths and i will say at night at 4 a.m when ale and all the cops say you can't be operating you just hide one of them boots in all kinds and sorts of adultly things happen mm. i would say i watched the owner you know have way too many hands on a person that wasn't the girl he was there with who might have been the possibly the hottest person i've ever seen in real life that was interesting because you're trying to sit there and think does is this allowed did do, do y'all get down like this because there's y'all put drugs on that table cool. people were having their asses on that table like an hour and a half ago it uh well, it, I've, I've heard that certain drugs sanitize the sinus cavity i don't know if this is true or not yeah I, again kind of shocked because again as many people <laughs> spill drinks at clubs yeah i was surprised any surface was dry enough to get away with that other than the back of the toilet <laughs> right <laughs> right yeah. i've only seen it in movies guys i don't know <laughs> no prior experience something that was kind of fun uh a bar manager actually we had a fight one time not not me and the, the manager but uh a fight broke out that i was involved in uh i went to throw a young gentleman out who was underage and had been sneaking in drinks this is not the third time we had warned him all his friends most of which were family very big damn it uh, carl eastern european family <laughs> we're having a great time and we were trying to let them have a good time but we couldn't you couldn't brazenly just be holding a drink in the middle of the dance floor you said eastern european family yep clarify that a little bit more Bos uh sorry kosovoans huh sneaking in drinks uh, the young, the young ones. The young guy. Okay. Most of them were of age. Most of them were kick ass. Oh, okay. And okay. good friends of the bar. Um, I don't know why I was thinking Greek. No. I no. just, I wouldn't, whenever, forgive me anyone out there who is Greek, <laughs> but when anything sleazy happens in the club in this area, I, I, my immediate go-to is it's somebody Greek. It's because we don't have that many Persians. Maybe that wasn't the Persians. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't the back pedal I was supposed to offer up, but you know I mean? There I are, don't know if that's racist or not. I'm pretty sure it has to be. Well, I'll, I'll cover your ass. Uh, Persians are modern day Iranians. I'll cover your 
your ass. We don't have that many Orientals either. <laughs> and the shift, the blame is shifted to Matt. Okay. Thank you, uh, Asians. Thank you for understanding. Um, Ni hao. The, uh, but yeah, no, uh, so I went to just kind of grab the drink and, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't playing any games. I just took the drink, you know, from his hand and he tried to hold on to it and it was a plastic cup so it could kind of crush and he wound up getting doused in his own drink. Well, that's not my fucking fault. You held on to the drink and I pulled the drink away and he decides I have a problem with it and I'm like, tough shit, kid. And I just kind of turn around and go back behind the bar or I'm walking towards the bar. All of a sudden a rocks glass gets thrown from... It wasn't that good because I took the only cup he had. Uh, throws it at me. It misses me by, uh, I don't know why, maybe he was just, but how, why would he have thrown it and not thrown it at me? It was at that exact moment. He knew he fucked up. <laughs> yes, uh, to a point. Uh, so I turn around, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what? what's your problem, chief? And, <laughs> oh, you hit him with the chief? Uh, yeah. I'm, glad you, I'm glad you didn't escalate it to big guy. Because <laughs> when I get to big guy from chief, you're fucked. Yeah, you don't want to hear me say sport. Um, oh my God. If he has if he has a big day tomorrow, it's off. It's off. <laughs> so uh, you know, I'm just kind of arms uh, extended out With of the side. With arms wide open. Yes. Uh, Creed reference. Yeah, I was Scott stapping it all the way to <laughs> oh, him. Oh, oh, uh, look what you did there. <laughs> and uh, coming up to him, and I realized as I'm about, you know, if I leaned in arms length, maybe uh, that it was that he was gonna fucking try. Mm. And he's with three other people right beside him, but no one. I think one might have been a chick. The other two guys didn't. See seem to give a fuck they weren't mouthy they weren't I don't, I don't even think this is the kid i took the drink from i think it's gonna be the one that threw the glass um and so i you know all of a sudden we lock up taking up for little brother and it gets to the point where our arms lock on the one side my left arm and then my right arm grabs him by the neck and we kind of do this little back and forth tussle well he comes kind of one one side goes forward then the other side so his neck now comes into me and then at that moment i took the um kind of the momentum and took my right hand at his neck and just put him down at the ground and then it's at that moment moment is really really when i notice that i fucked up because i look up and there's no less than seven ghosts of owens coming straight at me i'm looking like oh fuck i'm dead no 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 we had club promoters at that time so there are no less than like 40 to 50 gangsters um behind me all coming up in their jordans and ready to fucking go it was awesome about that time the owner his ex-wife who's acting manager at the time comes and yokes me up up, putting both her arms underneath my arms because she has two sons that she's had to be rowdy with and she just I don't even know it's her. I just feel my arms get scooped and I go with it. I'm getting pulled away from the fight I don't know if that guy held onto my arm or what but I get, she basically carried me no lie, lifts me up at least that's the way, way I remember it. And just takes me about 10 feet over and just kind of lets, lets me go. I, I was standing. Then and, I look around and, and see I'm, it was her. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm sure, you, I know you were probably a little bit lighter at the time, but you're what, 6'2", 6'3"? 6'2". Yeah. And <laughs> at the time, 6'2", 220. I don't know how she, but I was fine with I mean, because again, I wasn't, I didn't have a problem with being removed from the fight. I didn't, I, I thought, I saw my end of days coming near. I was fine to get the fuck out of the fight. But so she pulled me away and that was most shocking to me was that she was the one that did it. But literally then it's an all out fucking mess because this huge dance floor is now just uh, a big push pit of who wants to blood on the dance yeah, floor <laughs> who wants to die tonight basically and so a normal Thursday at Johnny and June's yeah <laughs> right dollar drinks guys so I mean that was kind of the you know nothing nothing ridiculous definitely some of the wildest for, the, for sure yeah alright what you got for me oh see Bishop. Okay. what is the best advice you ever got the best advice I ever got 
I don't know if it's the best. Well, I've got two pieces. Don't ever turn down anything free. Mm. And those who know the least know it the loudest. <laughs> I love that. That's That should have been part of our, if you're just part of one of the room, or uh, if you don't like the conversation, don't like what they're saying, change the conversation. Change the conversation, yeah. I and feel it, like that should have made its way in there. That's and, awesome. And that, that, that was, both of those were, were my father, but I have, I have one, it was on the tip of my tongue. Oh, I have one saying that he also told me that I've just, I've, I've used and, and it's been inappropriate, but the person I used it to, let me say it and then you'll understand okay. the, the context of it. I can explain it to you, but I can't understand it for you. The person that I said it to, the reason I said it to them is I was to the point that when I said it, they didn't fucking get it anyway because they were too <laughs> they were too fucking dumb to get basic math that I was showing them. Was it the formula for density? <laughs> no, no, no. It was somebody when I worked in retail banking and they didn't understand how a hotel reserves a charge on your credit card to see if you have that or, or credit or yep. debit card to see if you have that credit limit available and then doesn't charge you until the end of your stay in case you get any more charges yep. such as room service. They didn't understand how that worked. They could put a hold on And they thought account. that the bank owed them this amount of money when they didn't. And I showed them the math 19 different ways. And, and finally, I got to the breaking point because they're yelling at me. And I did the whole, you know, calmly tell them back what they're telling me and then say, is this what you're saying? And give them a chance to kind of think about how much of an asshole they've been and say, well, well no, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, that's generally, a good, generally it's a de-escalation. Yeah, that's thing, a yeah. good de-escalation piece. And this person's like, no, you owe me the MF and money, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I can picture them. So here's the thing. I can explain it to you, but I can't understand it for you. Do you I, mind? How is that not tattooed on you? Do you mind? Like, that if, is... Do you mind if I get my branch manager, if he's available, to sit with you and see if he can help you understand? Well, that's what I came in here for to speak with in the first place. Well, I understand that, but that's not his job. It's my job. But obviously, I'm not doing a good enough job, so I'm gonna go get him and let him do this job. Yeah. Wow. That's a. I love that. That's a. That is my best takeaway for the day, hands down. What is my question? When are you gonna propose to your girlfriend? I thought we nixed this question. <laughs> and then, uh, remember, thank, remember, thank not you. my question. I know. Thank you, Lady uh, Knight. Can I call her Lady of the Night? Just call her Wifey Sauce, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wifey Sauce. I like Wifey Sauce as a nickname anyway. I may be ripping off intellectual property on that because uh, there's a, a guy on YouTube called Bitwit on a computer channel mm -hmm. who his ex-girlfriend, uh, they may have been married. I don't know. I know that they, they have split since, but he called her Wifey Sauce all the time. So. I have heard Wifey Sauce in more than one forum on what should be should have they're, they're publications mm. so there's no way that, that that we're getting in trouble for saying well, wifey I, sauce. I want to give credit where credit is due that's the first place that i have heard wifey sauce and i've pretty much used it ever since well i, uh, I can call i can call my my significant other i'll call her waifu is she a pillow what no it's a Japanese thing. They have these oh, yeah. waifu pillows. And oh, I didn't know there was a waifu pillow. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's not a Mike Lindell thing. <laughs> there's a there's a great meme about. I think you sent it to me. <laughs> the children he's made with pillows and at the uh, disgrace of God. Would you sell any of your cats? Wait, you didn't answer the question. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Oh, that's right. Uh, we good, good misdirection, though. Oh, was that Freudian shit? I think uh, so. No, actually, we haven't talked about it. You don't talk about it. You just fucking propose. We've we've expressed that we have certain goals, even like couples' goals, uh, that we want to kind of hit. Like we want we want animals. I I want a cat and a dog at the same time. We're, where we're living now, we could really only get by with a cat. She loves cats. I'm an animal lover altogether. Not to say she's not, but we've we've also entertained the idea of getting a raccoon. 
So I've, I've been to your place. Just downsize, get a guinea pig and a hamster. You're good to go. Stop making excuses that get in the way of this proposal thing. Let me know. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying, but just, you know, but we, want, we also want a house versus an apartment, things like that. At least, even if we're renting, just to have that difference in space. Uh, I think there's just a couple things that. If you can make it in the space you're living in, ask the question. <laughs> May, I'll, I'll give it some thought but again we i hadn't talked to her about I, maybe that's just me but i feel like you know couples that have been down the road even when they've fallen apart or they, you know they'll make those comments like we were talking about rings and we were doing this like there's always these like things that yeah. went along with prior to popping the question i don't think that she would say no but i don't know if because she is uh, quite a bit younger than me if uh she would say yes just yet or if it would be i'm not you know i don't i don't get the impression that it would be a no but i feel like if i asked it this early yeah. and I, i'm not saying it's early how long have you guys been dating now like two years uh, really? it's it's actually, been, i know it's been i knew it'd been over a year but I, I didn't know it had been quite that long yet i met her on her birthday and she is now two years yeah so it's been two two and some change now huh? so the you know it, i don't want to say it's early but i feel like if i if i did ask the question now or that even if she said yes that it would just be a very long engagement so i'd rather look I, at me man no but i mean yeah covid and whatnot but like again i feel like there's some things we kind of want to do yeah and just make sure is what works or that or that hell that we actually you know the phrase shit or get off the pot we are forcing each other to actually i will say this take these shits together th through trial and error i will say if you, if you think kids are in your future have the kid before you get married because th that's what pushed off our wedding is is his due date was two days before what our wedding date was going to be last year and it saved me so much money <laughs> us, <laughs> us not being married and you know I, I used to be one of those guys i talked shit about people living off the government or whatever but i'm sorry it's so much cheaper when it's you're not married to have a kid like my my copay on insurance everything else would have been not astronomical mm -hmm. but about a hundred percent more than what I actually had to pay. I can believe that. Yeah. To me, it, something's broken if this is the way it works. Yeah. Now I know that there's been adjustments to some of these rules with gay marriage and whatnot, and I'm not trying to make a political debate about those, but I know there's been adjustments and things made. I am not very privy to what they've been because mm -hmm. I'm none of the parties involved in those conversations. I really just haven't gotten. That all came about at a time period in which I was really sick of politics and just started ignoring a lot mm -hmm. of it. So uh, you know, to a to a detriment, I don't actually know as much as I could. But my aunt and then. I'll call him uncle at this point. They're not getting married because financially it makes zero sense. It's actually a detriment for them to get married. That should never be the case. And you know, I know that there are people that are that have gotten married for insurance. There's of course the military stigma thing, like the right. Uh, right. Isn't there a term for that? It's like insurance wife. Or, or it's not that direct. It's I don't something know. I just, than I, that. I had uh, one before I was going overseas that tried to pull the I'm pregnant card, and I was like, No, you're not. I can't have kids. At the time, I a thousand percent sure I couldn't. And then, hey, guess what? I have now a kid so now looking back on it, I was like wow I was a real asshole because <laughs> well, she I could mean, have been pregnant yeah but you, nah, I mean I so thought, but I thought she yours. was I thought she was just pulling the yeah you're going overseas uh, you're having a kid travel pay insurance yeah. I'm gonna divorce you anyway which looking back on it I would have been paid so much more if I could have claimed a kid but I would already been she was pregnant then i would have been seven months into the deployment before he was born and i could have been collecting those extra benefits but mm, wow i remember there was uh, somebody who did the whole marriage for the insurance and whatnot yeah and they were 
You know, when I was 21, 22, when I met this person, I thought they were really cool. You know, and cool really fades when you get older. You realize most of what you thought was cool was really fucking stupid. But I thought she was really cool. Uh, really pretty. She was a cousin of a friend of mine. I just thought, you know, and we, we vibed. We got along well. Then she got married to this guy that was in the Navy because he was going overseas and it would give her insurance and he got paid like travel pay. He could keep all the travel pay. He basically paid like some of her rent or whatever. Like she got a little perk and got insurance mm-hmm. and it was good insurance. Well, you know that there's different laws for court-martialing and, sh- and whatnot if you were to sleep with a if you were military and you sleep with another military service member's uh, spouse you can get your ass slapped for that pretty good I didn't know that at the time though and apparently his divorce was made real fucking easy because when he came home she was pregnant with another man's kid and I think had like a criminal charge pending or something like that so yeah his divorce was easy bake oven no worries at all but I, I, just, I just thought that was kind of neat but again I just don't think that there should be big judgments for getting married to me yeah. it should be easy fun factoid with that when I was in basic training we had a a safety briefing Mm -hmm. about sex and the u.s army i'm not sure about other branches the u.s army is not allowed to have sex in any other position other than missionary nice it goes against the ucmj also known as the uniform code of military justice and you can have if you are caught and proven to have been been having sex in any other position other than you can have formal i wouldn't say charges but formal corrective action brought against you loss in pay loss in rank loss in privilege things like that you know that just gets added on when they really want to throw the book at somebody oh yeah well i'd be on a weekend pass dogging a girl from behind be like, i'm breaking the fucking law bitch <laughs> this makes me so much harder uh, I'm, <clears throat> a, I'm a man damn it <laughs> i'm just kidding guys i've never gotten any pussy his child was born via immaculate conception yeah it's like when i go to the doctor and he says are you sexually active i'm like god damn it i'm trying yeah, another day's another chance <laughs> would you sell any of your cats if so how much i think this uh this question has a motivation <laughs> i have three yara ten dollars oh to a loving home if, if i find out you harmed her i'll fucking kill you though i, lo- I love the cat but oh, yeah. i mean i miss yara when she was like a third of the size the damn behemoth has like tripled yeah kizzy she's the she's the favorite of the stepdaughter so what uh ten thousand ten thousand for her uh khaleesi my baby i've not said this on the podcast but i've said this in many conversations to my fiance because i've told her that i will get rid of her before i get rid of this cat upwards of 10 million nice and she could go but if, if, I, if I find out if, let, let me find out you mistreated this cat oh i mean i don't have ten dollars so it's obviously not <laughs> happening on this right. end no I, I, love, I love that cat what was the name she's a great cat she's just i have i'm in a house yes i'm larger house than my two-bedroom apartment that mm-hmm. i was with these same three cats but still three cats is a bit too much it's a lot of cat. It's a lot of cat. It's a lot of me having to clean the litter box, especially with the large cat uh-huh. being a Maine Coon. I mean, that's a 30-pound cat. Uh, well, full grown. She's about 17 pounds right now, I think. I just, I feel like that's 30 pounds. You but know. she, I mean, she looks like she's 30 pounds. <laughs> she's and she, huge. She eats a lot. She shits a lot. <laughs> uh my, I remember we were talking about we couldn't have uh, pets, and I basically summed it up as he goes, my, my dad was talking to me. He said, well, could you have a fish? And I went, well, I can't have anything that sheds. And meaning like, to, he goes, you can't have anything that shits? And like he goes, fish? Shit? Oh. I went, yeah, not on the carpet. Speaking of a weird thing, so I got a notice about my lease renewal, yes. and my rent is going up $170 a month. 170 for what added amenities, I wonder? Nothing. <sighs> You don't say. Nothing. Yeah. Thanks, inflation. $170. That's So I've I've been looking at places to possibly move for one extra bedroom for around the same price that I'm now going to be paying. And there are places that don't allow children. No age limit as far as the tenants, but they don't allow children. 
you can have a dog up to 30 pounds. I mean, it's been a minute since I took the real estate class uh, to get my license. And, and I did pass the class test. So even though I never went and got the state licensure, you know, I did know it. That is really interesting because I didn't think that was one of the things you could infringe upon. Now, you can have protected communities where you have to be a certain age. Right. But I guess that's how they're, I guess well, they're just maybe, maximizing that. To, well, maybe they're 18, it's 18 or older and then no children or something like that's that. That's bizarre. I guarantee you, you move in, you get pregnant, they can't kick you out. That's, I'd love to see that court case. Well, shit. I mean, he's about a year, so I'm just going to say she's 24 months pregnant. <laughs> just put, put her shirt over him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a loud baby from inside. Uh, I think you just kick. I think you shit, too. All right, question eight. What was your high school senior prank? High school senior prank. Uh, we didn't actually do one. We had senior date auction, was a, which was actually a sanctioned thing with the school. And then we had senior assassins. There's senior skip day and senior assassins. Now, senior skip day, a lot of us wound up never doing. Only a few of the real idiot kids did. Maybe like one group of really? five kids. Because a lot of us had dual enrollment with like our local community college. Oh, okay, And gotcha. we couldn't really skip that. And I, I missed, a lot of us missed morning announcements because our first classes were off campus. Half of us didn't even know when it was. That's so odd because my high school did dual enrollment as well. Mm -hmm. And But I don't think any of my dual enrollment classes I did second semester of senior year. Actually, I, I had to. I, 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 I think you had to get them out of the way. First, that might have been the, the reason why. I but, had to retake. But the only, the only, well, at least one of them. The only people who really didn't do senior skip day were nerds. But I uh, most of the seniors were there for I, mine. I, I, I skipped fourth period most days because Good I had lunch. like computer applications three, <laughs> and the teacher was awesome. I mean, I've always been pretty technically savvy, but I learned I learned like basic HTML really fast. And we were doing building web pages and stuff, and I would build mine like the first day, knocked out. And this was like a three week assignment. I would help everybody else in the class build theirs, and then I would tell him hey, I'm probably not going to be in fourth period for the duration. What so, date do I need to return? So send me an email <laughs> or come to my homeroom if you actually need me in fourth period. He was like, man, he's like, you're the best. He's like, I've been asking for an assistant for this stuff because some of these kids just don't get it. I appreciate everything you do. I'll never turn in a time slip on you. Nice. Like, Hell yeah. Thank you, dude. Fuck yeah. If I, could re I wish I could remember this guy's name because I really want to just be Facebook friends with him and just <laughs> fuck with him every day because I used to talk mad shit to this guy. Alrighty. Who? At owl noises. Who? 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 Wow. Who? Wow. If you could make one change to any U.S. law, what would it be? Including eliminating the law if you choose. Sorry, I, I believe that's including eliminating a law of your choice. So a lot of people, I believe, would say that term limits based on the current uh, political climate. Uh, you have ladies and gentlemen like Maxine Waters, Jerry Nadler, Nancy Pelosi, who have been in office for uh, a long amount of time. Joe Biden, uh, he became a senator when I think he was something around 30. 30 years old, has been in politics for 47 years and has never done anything else, has never profited off anything else, and is now a millionaire, as is the story with a lot of members of Congress and politics in, in different aspects of the country. So mine is not term limits. Mine is income limits for politicians. I believe that in whatever individual state that you serve out of, as it is with local economies, that your income as a political servant, being that you are a political servant, you are mm -hmm. not a uh, you're not a, any type of dictatorship society because we are still a constitutional republic. Uh, the last time that I looked, 
you your income should be based on the average median income of whatever state or locale that you serve and given a possible 20 to 25 percent increase off of that being that you don't have an a, a, a typical job your job is kind of atypical to what everybody else does it's not an hourly or whatever sure. and I believe that by doing this this would also impose the term limits because these people that are profiting off being in office forever and not doing anything at all not helping American society not helping advance the constituents that they're supposed to represent I believe that doing this limiting their income Income would force the ones who were there just for the money out and bring the people in who are doing it for the love of their constituency. Well, okay, I know that there are a lot of people who have already made a ton of money <coughs> prior to going into politics. I know John Edwards uh, was an ambulance chaser. He had a real hard time getting doctor's votes because he made his money off their backs. Yeah, well, um, he's a piece of shit too, but... I'm not saying that he's not. I'm just saying, like, I remember when he Sorry, was Sorry, guys, one. we're getting on politics, and no, this no, was this one question, and I'm going to be my political guy on this one so well, no, bear with me. my my question really stems that most of them i didn't think needed the money i think the president last i knew what they got paid was in the 90s and i think it was like two hundred thousand a year mm-hmm. which sounded like a lot when i was in kindergarten but you know realistically that doesn't do shit for the crowd they run in and a hundred thousand um, a year every year after they leave office at the time back in like when bill clinton was there that was the figure i'm sure with inflation it's gone up more now but you but also I mean, have to look at the money right a good amount of them, but look at the ones who got into it at a young age and have done nothing but be paid off by lobbyists and, and special that's, interest that's groups. Thing. That's the thing is that to say that their salaries, you know, I don't think their salaries are they even that much. Because so, I know, like, so maybe so I, a local person is Ted Budd. They were talking about people sleeping in their offices, and some other politicians were like, "That's disgusting." So maybe I stated maybe I stated my answer incorrectly. Okay. Limit the amount of income that they can make from all sources. Okay, so make it illegal to profit from donations to their charities no they can profit else. all they want but all that money has to go back to another charity all that money has into the back into the US economy it just can't whatever they into salaries the, whatever 20% or 25% over the median income that they make for the constituency that they serve mm-hmm. has to be funneled back into the local economies no no real special interest groups but charities hospitals schools infrastructure so on and so forth and stop raising the taxes my favorite thing that I ever knew about anything in politics was that Senate had to gather to vote on giving them themselves a raise. I just always thought that was the absolute most ludicrous thing. If you're voting to give yourself a raise, what are you going to vote for? Giving yourself a fucking raise! Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. That's that's a neat answer, though. And it goes back to the presidential salary, too. I'm not sure what it is, but it should, you know, be based off of the median salary of the entire, you know, per capita of the U.S. He's the president, so maybe give him fifty to a hundred percent more. Maybe double it because he's doing the job. He well, every every president before Joe Biden has actually done the job, the one of the hardest jobs in the world. Joe Biden has you know people pulling his strings because he has hmm. dementia. And he shits on himself multiple times a day. <laughs> maybe pay the person that wipes his ass the salary of, of a they get the, they ever. get the increase. They yeah, yeah, increase. not not just the CNA that's making eighteen twenty five an hour. For God's sakes. Uh, well, uh, EMS pay. That's that's a there frustra- it, the, Honestly, the fact that you need those people to survive when you have a catastrophic incident and they get paid like damn near minimum wage, that was... I, I didn't know that for the majority of my life when I found that out. I'm like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. And yeah, that just... That was kind of shocking. I get it. They're not doctors. But yeah. damn it, we need them. You know? Yeah. Like, I have kind of a secondary one too that I think that's sure. also as important. Nobody other than the person whose body that you own, such as me, I own my body, I feel like, 
should have a say in what I do with my body. I don't think that my body, my choice. I, I, I'm not saying that. I don't like. I don't like that particular line because I think it's been played out. But I think you are the best decision maker of what you do with yourself. Mm-hmm. So stop. There should be no government regulation of what I can do to me. Fair. I can take that. Yeah. Now I can disagree with it. But you do you. But I mean, it's still you do you, boo boo. Yeah. And I'm gonna do me. And I'm gonna do. Watch me do me. Now I so I asked the law questions. Your turn. What? Please don't go. Don't <laughs> don't go too too vulgar on this one. What is something that you could do blindfolded? <laughs> You're right to give me that uh, idea before yeah. asking me the question because now I can think of nothing else. A lot of things I can we've do done that. in the dark. I'm ambidextrous with that motherfucker. Let me tell you. Um, yeah, finger in your butthole. It's not what we want. Is the answer to this? What else do you do with the left hand? Plus the knuckles are bigger. I pop them. I okay. usually go around with my head. <laughs> And fish up <laughs> I give myself a dirty Sanchez <laughs> just so I can curse at myself. Um, and as I've made inappropriate uh, racial joke earlier with the, the Oriental thing, um, we're not going to call it a dirty Sanchez anymore. What, does it have a new name? Dirty Smith. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's the most white bread name <laughs> because people were getting offended about offensive jokes. I feel like that should be like a rascally Smith or something very leave it to beavery. Well, the leave it to beaver is apparently a thing too, but I'm just not sure exactly what that is. What's the do blindfolded i really liked artists because i grew up uh, being trained in the fine arts i really liked drawing blindfolded because well, me... it doesn't come out like you want it to but if you can keep the paper from moving if you can keep your hand kind of centralized it's it's funny those who have the experience so those who got into art in high school maybe because they couldn't stop themselves from drawing but never really had never put that kind of thought to it before as where i had literally i had a natural talent for it so was put into classes from a very young age and there always was that focus it was kind of funny to see that so i, I like that but it's not really an answer to the question. So let me kind of rephrase the question because I think where she was going with this was, okay, just let me rephrase it. If you are blinded Mm -hmm. and you had to step-by-step explain to someone else how to do something that they've never done before, what could you explain to them without seeing? Honestly, probably how to make drinks. (laughs) Because if you set up a speed well the proper way, I could tell you first bottle, third bottle. Well, any any bar should have everything set up. Each, each. But I will say none of those rules get followed anymore when you go away from the speed. Well, bartending is just like the old adage of a fight. A plan is great until you get hit in the mouth. Yeah, but it, every bar is a little different in that respect. There are certain rules that should be followed, and that's what got that's what was always pissing me off. And that's Don't part of put a I, goddamn glass in the ice chest. Definitely done that at least. But yeah, I mean, no. Have you ever broken it in there? Oh my god, everyone has. Yeah, fuck, every, fuck, I mean, fuck off, god, son of a bitch. I mean, because well, no, at some point it's open to get ice yeah. in out of it, and a glass breaks above it or breaks I have, near it. I have hit I mean, a bartender. When I was front house manager, we were a super high-end restaurant, and I'm an, if I was on the Reddit, the Reddit uh, forum, am I the asshole? Yes, I am the asshole for this, but I saw her go in and do it and break it. Got blood in the thing. Had to empty it out. The ice maker in the back was also empty. I took the ice spoon, whatever you call it, the scoop, and I popped her in the forehead with it. <laughs> uh, I'm in, sure that went over In front amazingly. of customers. I, I got some applause from a few. <laughs> um, she was a horrible, horrible person. I can believe that. Yeah. Oh, God, I miss the service industry talking about it though but yeah, i mean seriously because i could literally mimic with my hands hold it once you get to hear how long to hold it when so, to pull it down so let's narrow it down what drink let's not do a vodka cranberry let's do something more complicated no i mean you're thinking like you know uh, sex on the beach or uh lit things that like you have to know to be a bartender i mean just but 
but even then, if somebody's if somebody's talking, if it's a quiet, when you know, when I first opened the bars uh, at three o'clock in the afternoon, I'm not even playing music yet, uh, you know, I can actually hear the liquor hitting the ice. You know, I can I can tell you if you poured too long. You know, things like that. So I think that's that's something that would be fun um, that I could definitely do. Other than that, I could blindfold tell you how to change the settings on your iPhone until they do another fucking software update. Just because I had to do that for customers so many damn times. All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break, have a cigarette, cause that's what we do. Use the bathroom. Smoke them if you got them. Use the bathroom, whatever. So uh, gonna probably hear a word from our sponsor in just a moment. All right. This episode of Checkmate with Bishman Knight has been brought to you by Toilets. They have been taking your shit for over 200 years. Hot snakes, diarrhea, throw up. They've been doing everything for you. They stay cold in the winter, warm in the summer, and sweaty just about all year round, no matter how much you sit on them. Thank you for Toilets being there always. Just like your Lord and Savior is always there for you in the middle of the night when you need to pray to the porcelain throne, who's there for you? Ferguson Toilets. And sometimes you see something in there, you don't know how it got there. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, it must be God. Back to the questions. Who is your childhood crush? Mm, I don't know about childhood, but I go back to Britney Spears like always. I think I was in like 7th or 8th grade. I was in like 7th or 8th grade when when she came out and man Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, she might have been my first hard-on that I can ever remember. Now, Cameron Diaz was my first wet dream. I remember that one vividly. Um, that was after you had a wet dream. Th- yeah, that was after something about Mary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brit- Britney Spears would be my... Would be my there yeah. was something very special to that um, Hit Me Baby One More Time song. Um, <laughs> oh, baby, baby. How was I supposed to know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, because th- there was always that debate who was hotter, her Christina Aguilera, and it's like fucking hands down, Britney Spears. Yeah, it was not Chris Christina Aguilera. Don't get wrong, I, I wasn't gonna do her anyway, but you know, I'll do her every way but wrong. But oh, I'll do her wrong too. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, give me the chance. I ain't kicking her out of bed unless she wants to roll on the floor for a while. She told that me to also... fuck her running, and I told her to take off. <laughs> <laughs> she's still pretty, pretty damn attractive. You I know, think she looks better. We know she's crazy, but. I... Kristina Aguilera or Britney Spears? Britney Spears, I'm saying, is still attractive. I don't think I think Christina looks better now than she ever has. Mm, I'd have to go back and cross. Britney looks more my speed now than she ever has. (laughs) I thought she was your speed when she shaved her fucking head. I mean, I'm not going to say it wasn't a (laughs) turn-on. Hey, baby doll, we can look like abused Barbies together. And when she did that was about the time I was living in a trailer park, too, so (laughs) she could have rode around that circle driveway on my lap any day of the week. What was the Toy Story's neighbor? kid oh, i can't remember his name yeah but I, f- I feel like she looked like one of the dolls from his backyard yeah yeah definitely <laughs> all right so what is your morning routine <laughs> wake up wake up in the morning go back to like sleep like p diddy <laughs> brush my teeth i'm not the dry i'm gonna I'm suck this titty, titty. <laughs> uh, speaking of sucking the titty does your mom come to you to breastfeed or do you have to go to her oh eat a whole dick you yeah, know the he keeps talking i'm gonna put a cap in his hat back blue <laughs> <laughs> what's that from get hard no it's just a kevin hart stand up he, he says it in get hard yeah. oh he does yeah because i was like i was like wait i just heard that waifu if you will hadn't seen that movie so we watched that about 
It's been a week now. But yeah, uh, I wake up, fall slow back asleep, wake back up again to the alarm. Uh, 90% of the time it's Waifu nudging me saying, alarm, alarm, alarm. And it's weird. That alarm is blaring. I will sleep I know through I've a lived with fucking you. hurricane. She just like touches me and I wake up. I'm like, huh? I had a uh, service bell outside of his door <laughs> on the floor that I could just walk up there and tap with my toe <laughs> until he woke up. It was effective as well. I do remember the when, when the lady roommates first moved in, uh, but there wasn't the second roommate at first. She comes upstairs and my alarm was going off. Well, think about the damaging relationship I had been in most recent to that time. So I wake up to a female voice going, uh, hey, wake up. And I, I flew up out of bed with my arm drawn back. And she's like, whoa. And I'm like, sorry. Um, maybe a little PTSD you, here. You went, you went full Eminem music video, bitch, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, and really, like, the arm wasn't drawn back, like, fuck you up, like, but it was. It was half-cocked. It, it was, it was kind of like, do I need to, do I, like, do I need to get ready? And yeah, I realized it was her, I was like, oh, thank you, because I was about to be late for work if she hadn't woken me up. Right. But yeah, she heard that shit from downstairs that woke her up. <laughs> and I wasn't there to write you up, have you sign it, and then never send it to <laughs> HR. <laughs> oh, God, I miss those days. So, yeah, I, I wake up an hour before I'm supposed to be wherever the hell I'm supposed to be, regardless of what time that is because you could what's your what's your area now just like pretty much anywhere in the triad uh i mean for those who know north carolina which i'm figuring most of our listeners do we'll go with a certain um, go with like a, a radius well pretty much from mount airy to burlington reedsville area Jeez. we don't really go too too much down to charlotte what about out to the blue ridge um, or appalachia well we have a guy who lives in ennis now okay. uh that he's kind of dual service right now for yeah. us but he will take anything and i'm still surprised he's like oh my is only 40 minutes from me i'm like 40 fucking minutes where the hell do you live i don't know where the hell that ennis place is but apparently it's in the middle of fucking nowhere like, but he like, wanted a place like that it's he, like toast north carolina i never knew it existed and i've been to every that's, that's right around mount airy village yeah uh, we were we were canvassing at one point or or, or looking for <laughs> well, there had been a huge storm that rolled through and we're driving through and realized we were in toast and i'm like what there's a fucking town named toast but yes yeah, so I, I wake up an hour before i need to be anywhere typically and for the majority of my life i didn't care if i had to work at 12 o'clock had to work at 2 30 where the hell you know what time it was an hour before i had to work now a lot of that though is because i went from working like 9 30 in the morning at a country club then i was doing bartending i don't get off until four in the morning and for a while there i was doing that and working on uh waste oil heaters at one point i had to be in the office at eight o'clock which in the winter time we were there at seven o'clock so like sometimes i was going off two three hours of like rest if you even want to call it sleep <laughs> so i know i got my sleep when i could so i just always if i had to work at one in the afternoon where we work together i was waking up at 12 yeah uh, but pretty much i wake up throw my clothes on uh i generally try and get my showers at night i, I wake up now a little bit better to I, get my because I, I stayed in I, I set my alarm for an hour well, i can't do a morning shower see i set my alarm for an hour but i was usually not getting up for another 30 minutes yeah so then i get up get dressed do my hair as best i can get the fuck out as where now i'll make myself get up and if i need a shower i will take one my body temperature regulates itself so weird in the mornings hmm. i just cannot do a morning shower i can i mean but i but i, I take a true guy shower that i'm five minutes Maybe. Well, I mean, you know, I was military, which is why yeah. in, in, at night when I take my, she gets mad. She's like, you're in there forever. Yeah. I was listening to songs. <laughs> I was conditioning. I was, they had the 
mozzarella cheese grater to the bottom of my feet, straightening those fuckers out, you know. All right, Frodo. Yeah, man, I was I was in there. I'm doing a full, full beauty routine at night pretty much. I mean, I, I shave with the electric shaver after I get out, then I do a full. You're prepping you know, for that beauty razor. Then, then I do a full uh, a full straight razor shave. I mean, nice. yeah. See, Waifu lets the conditioner sit in her hair for however many i don't know forever but apparently it's supposed to sit in the hair for a while i i, I usually time mine I, I put it in after the shampoo and then i wash my dick which takes a long time to find and, it and then yes thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the punchline then you finished it for me. sometimes bishop and i finish each other's sentences sandwiches but <laughs> anyway then I'll, I'll rinse that but the thing i hate about conditioner and i hope most guys are with me on this is it takes so long to rinse the goddamn conditioner out of your hair it's like oh but the why does it ta- why is it so slippery right well see i figured out that I, I thought because i was raised by a single mom that everyone used conditioner as well my dad for the longest time i think used conditioner but i think part of that was to stop or try and slow balding yeah because your end. dad now just has a forehead beard a forehead beard yeah uh, it's he's just got, the line that goes around from like the temples to the back of the head it's mostly the horseshoe yeah yeah the, yeah. the horse's hoe <laughs> um, right so, down horseshoe and then you'll yeah, get, I get you'll it get, i i, I do not it. you the 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 11 dumbass oh. listeners that we have all both of you try this at home I'll write it down first <laughs> how many m's are in moment i know how many m's are in your mom oh i meant m&m's <laughs> gross there's something about melting in your mouth there's a joke there but i'm just not going to think of it oh, now i've completely forgotten what the fuck we were talking about we're so professional conditioner conditioner all right yeah uh i didn't realize that some guys uh, some people just don't use conditioner because their hair is already oily enough mine is uh especially when i use conditioner and didn't get the chance to shower or wash my hair the Wait. morning Explain that back to me about the oiliness in okay, the hair. Okay, I will. So when I would go to school and I didn't get a chance to really do my hair or wash my hair, that shit was greasier than a motherfucker. So Grace. now, I mean, teenagers are kind of oily anyway, but no, I mean, I don't use conditioner. Yeah, I was like the fucking Exxon Valdez when I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah, I, I used conditioner my entire life and I had really pretty hair when I was when it was long and all. And But even then, like now, it's soft. It's still got a nice sheen to it. I do not use conditioner. My hair is already oily. Like, it doesn't need conditioner. That moisture, the moisturizing property that conditioner has, I I don't need uh, any more. I wish you guys were here for the aesthetic of <laughs> Kevin Bishop running his fingers through his hair. You know, especially because of right now I've got some really, really good hat hair. Uh, I wore a hat all day at work and then I'm wearing a hat now to cover said hat hair. Uh, so yeah, it's all, it's a, it's a sight for sore eyes, let me tell you. Yeah, but so, you know, I found out from my barber that he didn't use any uh, conditioner. Would that, 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 that barber be at Washington Park Barbershop? Absolutely, the would best that, you can get Would that him. be the best barber at Washington Park Barbershop of Mr. Chris Denny. Denny Balls, yes it is. My God, if you guys ever need a haircut and you are in any area of North Carolina and you can drive to Washington Park Barbershop on the south side of Winston-Salem, go see Chris Denny. He has given me the best haircuts of my life. And here's a fun fact. My son is coming up on his one-year birthday and I plan on taking him to Mr. Chris Denny to freshen his little raggedy ass up. And so turn him into a new man. So hopefully your son also won't be the kids that are scared to get the haircut. If we, if you can condition him to sitting in that barber chair and actually accepting a haircut. Because little kids, they like to squirm. Oh, he's going to be looking around. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's one. You can't expect a whole lot. But I'm saying when they're five, yeah. maybe he'll sit still. Yeah. Uh, well, as still as maybe he can. Yeah, I mean, as, I was ADD, as still but. as I'll tranquilize him. I mean. <laughs> son, do you like ketamine? Your daddy does a lot. Here's I know some that. gummy bears. It's just a milk. 
what tone in it. So. <laughs> he was saying that it, you know the hair routine does not always call for conditioner, and I That's stopped. So I stopped odd. using it, and I, I literally never went back to using it. That's so odd. I have very coarse hair, mm-hmm. but it's like only the day after I take a shower, and then mine's very fine, and then it's oily, mm-hmm. like it's coarse. And then if I don't do anything to it, it's just it gets oily. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm like on the fence: do I condition or do I, I not condition? Like I said, I to try it for a few days. Now, if you use, well, I use tea tree. I don't use like an actual conditioner. I use like a tea tree oil conditioner. Uh, that might help or hinder. I don't know. Yeah, because um, I, I was using now the two in one. I, I've done that before. Well, I don't mind those. I don't like because they have some type of folic acid or something in them and i don't like anything that says acid to touch my hair because i, mean, I see how gray my i see how gray my dad is now and i, I don't think don't. acid has anything to do with grays I think, I think it is purely genetic i mean maybe i mean just me but that's but that's I've, my thought I've, i mean other than my cow lick i've always had a damn pretty head of hair about the only pretty thing on you i mean my yeah <laughs> other than the parts i haven't shown you but I mean, my son has—he was born with a pretty head of hair. Actually, yes, that is very true. I can I can attest to this. And you know, I don't know, man. God, God bless him, and hope that is a long-lasting head of hair. You know that he's not. I mean, I've known people to bald in high school, to gray before high school's out. I mean, and don't get me wrong, none of those people were really seen as freaks. But that's definitely an odd thing. That is that is not the norm. Yeah. Um, alrighty. I agree. I'm gonna wrap up, or sorry, get to number ten. No, here. we are. We're gonna wrap up our first episode of Twenty One Questions since Mr. Bishop has been back because we have talked a lot and i think it's just because us lovers haven't seen each other in quite a while you got you got to take part in listening to us catch up if you will catch up cats up however you say the condiment oh i know is you're the heinziest oh you have the nice heinzies that's i said i like the heinz end i like your adidas hat oh, and my adidas jacket yes you need, the, match match you need the adidas pants so you can live in mother russia <laughs> I want to go to a nightclub in the full Adidas <laughs> suit, the track suit, that, and of course matching. But I want, I want like back in the day. What I want it? to shave the three lines in my eyebrow. Oh fuck yeah! That, see, my, I, I trim mine so that my edges aren't really bold anymore. But I, I pluck mine because they start. I'm so old that they start going down into my eye and block my vision. <laughs> go see Chris Denny. Got got guy tip here. He'll take a comb, run it up in there, and then just take a razor or a you know trimmer across the comb, and it just keeps them all at a nice length that way you don't have like you'll still have an eyebrow and it won't be scraggly and you know grizzly adams i want him to give me the three lines oh, he can do that if he if, if he doesn't feel comfortable he's got a steady hand right next to him mm-hmm. that sounded way gay <laughs> no that's the good but that's you know, it might be gay but guys when you're aesthetic it's on the line <laughs> nothing is too gay i will say you know <laughs> we already kind of plugged him pretty heavy but if you want to treat yourself hot towel straight razor hand shave I mean, that's you can grab a beer, grab a soda. They usually have some great music playing. The whole vibe is absolutely worth attending. I love that spot. Washington Park Barbershop is located on 2104 Broad Street in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Zip code 27127. Opens at 8 a.m. Call before you go. Area code 336-971-7827. If you want the best barber in Winston-Salem, ask for Chris motherfucking Denny. Denny Balls. Denny Balls, boy. <laughs> All day. Uh, well, this has been fun catching up. I think it'll be a great time to sign off now. We will give you more content when we get back. Uh, it's been a pleasure being back. Thank you for not ousting me and banning me from the terrace, uh, the man cave of the cast, if you will. Uh, so thank well, it you. Was a, it was a hard conversation with wifey sauce, but uh, I was on your side. I was I on pre- your side the whole time. I appreciate it. That's why we're comrades. 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 In Mother Russia, you know, just Pikachu, Pikachu, just. 
drives you. <laughs> He's not drive car. Car to drive you. Car to drive you. Alrighty. To all 11 people that might be listening to this, hopefully listen to it more than one time. And Share enjoy with us. your friends. Go to our Facebook page. Tell somebody page. about us. Go to our Facebook page. Leave a review. And e- Instagram. Email. I try to leave little nuggets now. That's a new plan. I'm going to leave a nugget from the episode on the Instagram Send us trail. a direct message that isn't a bot trying to promote our podcast. Uh, email no matter how fervently they fight for their validation e- yeah email matt at checkmatewithbishmanknight.com or kevin at checkmatewithbishmanknight.com let us know your thoughts let us know your questions your show ideas if you want to come on and be a guest we can have you on remotely I, we have a viewer in the uk now we do we do we have nice. one in the uk yeah. i want to have them i want to like i want to make them a spectacle I, I don't i want to know if they're a shitty person first but you know i don't even care i do i do well you know i, I have a feeling i know who it is oh yeah it, it very likely yeah. could be yeah if i don't know if they know about this or not but that would be yeah. that would be a it would very make, it would make easy, sense yeah i can only think that it's they say it's a male viewer so that would make sense and i think via our instagram viewer, channel i think via our instagram channel I did actually tag them or or friend them, follow them. So I think they might actually be aware of us. Yeah, cool deal. So we're going to try to get the second part of this uploaded ASAP. ASAP Rocky boy. And uh, your, your schedule's opened up a bit, right? Uh, we've got... You're in a, a bit of a lull for now. Yeah, I'm not going to be as packed in as I have been. Or in Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, or we're out of town. Yeah. That, uh, that's that's uh, definitely not happening anytime soon, which is, honestly, as much as I enjoyed being useful and being valued, it really... It, it was great, and I, I don't... I wouldn't mind doing it again, but uh, right now, I'm happy to be home. I'm happy to do what White, I'm good Waifu's at doing. Happy. Yeah, White Waifu's definitely happy to have me back. You know, it's one of those things that I, I'm glad to get back to my to what i am comfortable and used to doing um i'll get out of the comfort zone with the other aspects of life that i want to improve upon many many of us seek to improve ourselves and getting outside the comfort zone is always one of those things to do so i want to plan on doing that but definitely here from home with uh my nights to my lady yeah there you go and and your nights to your night right my uh, my matte knight in shining armor. Also, uh, look for some upcoming content from Mr. Bishop alone. We're we're we're, we're coming up with names. I I, I just kind of went with night moves because Bob Seeger, why not? And my last name is freaking Knight, but we might hear Bishop's bitching or Bishop's well, Boulevard. Or... We've got we've got a we've got a friend friend and or persona uh, that may may have uh, some original content to share with the he's, checkmate crowd. He's just to prepare you guys. He's kind of a douchebag and kind of an asshole. He is. But he also comes along with a buddy who hasn't exactly figured out what his personality is yet, or yeah. his or his niche, his niche, so to speak, his nouveau niche. Yeah. So so we well, hopefully we get ex- some original content. Yeah, we got some exciting things coming. Also, look out for some October month of scary and spooky because it is my favorite holiday coming up from both of us we're going to try to get you some halloween content whether it be scary stories musings experiences movie countdown we've happening yeah yeah i mean we're 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 gonna spitball some ideas yeah we're gonna spitball some stuff we're brainstorming all the time um otherwise after this episode look for the episode two of uh the 21 questions we've got through about half of them tonight and i'm probably going to split this into another two episodes if not three because we're like two hours and eight minutes right now (laughs) which you know i love because damn it it seemed like 30 minutes didn't it though hey guys matt knight here kevin bishop here a few words of advice my most famous, brush your teeth before you put on your fucking tie, yep. plow around the stump, and plant your corn in the sunshine. Always be sure to sun your butthole. And wash the bleach off first. <laughs> 
Sometimes in life, things can come across as rather odd or often peculiar, a little like the way that you decide to tune into other radio stations other than ours. 